Michael Talbot thought he was all done with the arena, he was wrong. Handed over by those who were supposed to protect him, Mike finds himself once again aboard the Pajarian ship facing the prospect of yet another deathmatch. But all is not what it seems within the ranks of the aliens, and Paul Jensen has the Pajarian's number. Before long, Mike finds himself back where the story began, Indian Hill. War is no longer coming, it has arrived, and things aren't going well for the home team. Most of the major cities have been destroyed, the armies of the world have been reduced to a shadow of their former strength, and Paul's militia, designed to be the first line of defense, is now Earth's last hope for his stalemate. And with the help of an unexpected ally, it might just barely be enough. In Indian Hill 3, Conquest. This is the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. Well, good evening, everybody. How are we all doing? Very good. Not too bad. Just got off work. Nice. Yeah, I kind of just got home a little while ago myself. So what uh, I never asked you, Nate, what part of the country are you in? What? <laughs> he just put a piece of food. As in he just mouth. puts food in his mouth. I'm asking nope. you, right? I have uh, my Easter basket right next oh. to me. Oh. <laughs> um, I was eating some chocolate. I'm from Ohio. Oh, okay. So My you're an uh, hour behind us? I don't know. Am I? It's so nine o'clock eight, for me. Is it eight o'clock there or is it nine? No, it's nine. It's nine? Oh. So where's the timeline in this country then? I thought Ohio is at Ohio. I thought it was Ohio. No idea. All I know is California is three hours ahead or behind us. I think it's behind. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I think Florida is different too. No, Florida's East Coast. I know yeah, more Midwest, right? I know Tennessee has two different time zones because when we went from uh, Dollywood to Memphis, we were in a different time zone. You go back an hour. Yeah, we're pretty close to Tennessee as well. We're okay. So either way. But all right, we're not here to talk about time zones. We're here to talk about uh Michael Talbot getting sucked back up onto the alien vessel and fighting Drababin. Hell yeah. I have no Easter candy. I feel bad. My Easter's this my Easter is this weekend. I'm Greek Orthodox, so I'm a I'm a week away from you. A week off from you Catholics. I'm not even a Catholic. I'll <laughs> I'll mail you some candy, man. Don't worry. Nice. That sucks though. Uh I work at Walmart and all of our Easter candy is gone, basically. Is it? Yeah, we were yeah. always able to get stuff uh, you know. What's 50 to 75 oh, percent off for Easter baskets and stuff. Yeah. So it was always nice. <laughs> so Nate, you are you are familiar with the 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 book three, correct? Yeah, that's one of my favorite books. Was it? What made yeah, it uh, was, what's three? Why is three your favorite? Out of the I, series or all of them all together? Oh no, my series favorite is like six and seven, but um three, I think it's really good just from like out of all the because I know the first three is like the first three trilogy. He, well, he didn't mean to even have a fourth book. Right. So I think out of the first three, the third is the best just because it has so much more action than the others. You actually see him getting onto the um, onto the ship and fighting back the uh, devastator troops and the progerians. I loved, is his name Erlak, the um, half Geno, half progerian? The, the new grand commander or supreme commander? No, um, the one the you guy were on the that, ship with, right? Yeah, I can't remember his name. I think that was it. 
like Erlach. Erlach, Erlach, yeah. I really liked him as a character. I like Tantor as a character. Um, the Geno he meets. I love all the new Genos he meets. I love all the combat on the ships. I've always loved that those parts. It reminds me of like Star Wars or something. Cool. And I loved like when he was actually like getting the Genos on his side when he lands in, in the space in the ship mm-hmm. and they find out he's with Drababen. Kara, what did you like about it? I liked um, pretty much the the building of the characters, the seeing Beth go through her part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was surprising to me because I didn't, for a little bit of it, I was like, oh, okay, so she's not so bad. And then I'm like, no, she's manipulative. She's she's just as bad as I thought she was. You just went dark, Carol. What I know. I'm do? trying to find my, um, oh, okay. I'm having an issue. Sorry. <laughs> Keep talking. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I like the, I like three um, for kind of similar reasons. I like that it starts off, it, 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 two ends with him beating uh, Durgan. And, you know, only D applauds and he ends up, or is that end of one? I can't remember, but no, it's the end of two. But he's on the ship and he's basically got every bone in his body broken from the fight with Durgan. And him, it builds the, it's, there's more of a building in in this, this story, in this novel with him and Paul, with him and Beth kind of ending their relationship or not him and Tracy, because you find out, you know, spoilers, Tracy's pregnant in this one. And then with him and, um, and I'm going to use Mark's uh, proper pronunciation of Drababan. Um, as he discussed in the first episode with you, Nate, uh, if you remember that or not, that um, he's building the friendship with D as well. And it kind of sets the tone for where the story goes after that. I didn't know that three was supposed to be the final, that he wrote it as a final book. I mean, Mark kind of writes everything as, you know, I'm going to do this as Am a one We'd be wrong about that, but I remember Mark talking about how he went to as like a first three, then when he went like four, five, six, and he mm-hmm. adding characters from the universe. Possibly, it, it, it very well, it very well could be. I mean, you, you when you write something, I, unless you're George Lucas, you know, you don't say you you kind of meant everything to be nine stories, uh, you know, and, and then you kind of continue with it. Everybody thinks it's going to be their, your, the the last story, the first story you want to. You want to, you don't want to continue it. You want it to to have some kind of finalization. And then if you continue with it, you go off of what you had. Am I the only one? This is like a really random question. I just remember thinking about this when I was rereading it. Am I the only one I remember Tracy? Her last name was Yant instead of, I can't remember what it was in three, but I remember, I thought it was Yant's for the longest time before she met Mike. What was it? Yarlborough? Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of Mark doing something funny like Marlboro, let's call you Yarlboro or something like that. That's right. I remember it being I could be wrong, but that's what I really remember what I was so confused about. I, I think in another series, yeah, she was Yance or something like that. I think it was um it was one I just listened to actually. Tracy's last name? I 
Good entire. I can't, think of, I can't think of any other where it had her maiden name. Yeah, well, there she was, was a one she was a lieutenant, and it was I got all my notes here. I'm trying to find it if I can read my own writing. Oh wait, um, I think she was. What's the one where they're, um, I want to say it's spirit clearing, but probably not. You think um, United States Apocalypse? Maybe that's it. I think that's it. I think that's, I think we're both getting it. That's it. Cause I just listened. I mean, I I've listened to like five books in the last like three weeks. So <laughs> um, <laughs> really cramming and I'm mixing them all together, but I, that's the one where they have, yeah. Definitely. Him and BT, and they were with the gang, right? You know, and then they were. Yeah, that's United States of Apocalypse. What? Well, right. So then in the, I think it's the National Guard building, right? Mm -hmm. Tracy's in yep. there, and her last name is Young's. Yeah, that's what I, I think that's what confused okay. So he's changing things up a little bit. We'll find out. Uh, I'm cramming for that one. I think it's May, is uh, I think after this series, we're doing. Uh, us of apocalypse so i only read that through that one once so we shall see yeah same and i don't really plan on rereading it wasn't the biggest it was really but the other gets part mm -hmm. your picture is frozen Nate. i can hear your audio but your picture's frozen it keeps freezing up every once in a while not sure if you know you know about that or not get things trying Maybe that'll there we go so so story starts mike's in the hospital the uh the doctor or i think it's the doctor comes in and tells mike basically uh, i bet on you i i've earned enough money off of you that my children's children can retire and not have to worry about shit so it seems that he's the only one that's betting on mike as far as with with the genos i mean uh, the bergerians being as advanced as they are they don't seem to realize a good thing and you know Mike's always been the underdog. They don't think to, hey, maybe this guy isn't as big of a schmuck as we think he is. They keep betting against him. Seems to be the wrong thing to do, in my opinion. Because well, he's human, so they don't uh, want to. Well, you had never read humans. these books, and you see Durgan and Mike about a fight. Who are you betting on? I'm betting on. True, true. I would bet on Durgan because they fed Durgan. A ton of the the go go juice that they said about it. So it's, you know, yes. they they want Mike to die. They they've tried endlessly to get him to to, you know, they just want to wipe him out. And if they don't wipe him out, they're going to parade him around the universe if he does win, until he does die. And you, you can't know, kill you can't kill Michael Talbot. You're freezing up, Nate. You're freezing up. Sorry, buddy. My voice or video? Video. You just froze up. I heard a little bit of ET or BT or one or the other. Neither. It happens. Hopefully. <laughs> so. But Beth is still being hunted as well by pegged um we find what out that the name. guy well i think it's a nickname because they said he said that you know i was always my mother named i think his mother nicknamed him pegged because he was always redlining he was always pegged at the needle was always pegged with him because he was so extreme yeah you know yep. 
So Beth finds the, uh, you know, the, 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 got the dog there with her and she's in the convenience store that she finds the two guys come in. They're like, this is our store. We're not gonna let you out. And then bang, bang, they're dead. Cause the, uh, the peg guy is still, still out there looking for, her. he's pissed. He's holding a vendetta, but he's dying. You find that out that he's, he's pretty messed up too, but it's, it's his one dying thing is to get Beth because Beth killed his brother who she, he didn't even care about his brother. Like just let it go. But how was he? That was the guy at the end of, um, I think it was at the end of book two or in the middle of book two. And Beth goes to the national guard armory with. Uh, yeah. I remember Peg dying. Yeah. Well, Peg dies because. um Ravon, right? You don't, I don't think D killed him. Did but... D kill him? I'm oh, you said yes. while Beth was like dying, he was already dying. He yeah, was he was dying. sick. He had some kind of an infection and, uh, okay. you know, yeah. he wasn't doing too, too well. It's funny on my speech text, I do do this while I'm reading. So I'll speech text in it. The, the, the amount of uh, different spellings for Drape, for Drababan or Drababan and for the Gino Jarians is unbelievable. So I just kind of, I try to put it just down as like D or the Genos, but the Bajarians, it keeps coming up a, a pro Jarian, pro Jerry, and it's, kind of, <laughs> it's funny. If I ever publish these notes, you're not going to what the hell I'm talking about because I can't even really, you know, figure them out myself. So it's going to be an interesting episode. I can tell you that right now. So, <laughs> but when Mike's up in the ship, he's got two weeks to heal up and then he's got to fight D and, um, him and D have built the can say it's a friendship because D keeps coming in and talking to Mike. This is before he fought Durgan. And now that he's got to fight uh Drababon, it's D has zero hesitation in thinking that he's gonna that Mike has any chance in hell in beating him at all. You know, it's you're you you're gonna it, stuff that he's saying is, you know. You know, we never know who's going to win, Mike. I hope it goes. It's like your death will be honorable. I'm going to feel bad when you're gone. You know, and what's D seven feet, eight feet tall, five hundred pounds. Yeah, it is. A Mike yeah. isn't going to beat him, but but in, in Mike the... pays attention to. Okay, so I watched what he does. All of his tells. You know, he turns yeah. to the right or the left or something like that, and he he at least pays attention to all that. So he's thinking so many steps ahead. Yeah. He's a very calculated fighter. He's only 20 in this story too. I just realized that um, I'm used to the older Mike from zombie fallout. And you, you think that he's a lot older because of everything that's happened to him, but he was still in college when he went to the concert and it's only a year or 18 months. I think they said it was that they were up on the ship. So Mike's only 20. I think always was crazy to me that him and Paul. Yeah, we're that young. I know. You're freezing again. Still froze. Even your even your your, your audio's frozen. It's a good screenshot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so try think... saying it again, Nate. Yeah, what'd you say? Like our really Oh, 
Nate, you got that oh. Eric Cartman uh, pandemic special self-pack thing going on where the p picture's just freezing on you, buddy. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? It's 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 in and out. It's it's in and out. You're frozen again. I don't know if you can hear right. us if we're scattered or not, but your picture keeps freezing, and so does your audio. Yeah, I can hear you. Unfortunately, I'm I'm really sorry to to tell you that. It's the freeze frame episode. Freeze frame. <laughs> I don't know if it helps. I'm trying to fix it back in. I don't know if you can do that or not. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'll be back. Okay. Okay, we'll be here. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so, what do I got here? So, and then um, yeah. So I mean, Mike kind of gets a little bit of D in the fight where he cuts the side of him. And yeah. D is like, what the hell was that? Wasn't even right. expecting him to land a blow or anything with him. Well, it surprised Mike too. Cause all of a sudden it was, you know, hit the chest plate or whatever. Oh, soft spot. <laughs> yeah. He's got a little bit of blood. So it's like that whole Catwoman, you know, Batman thing and Batman returns where it's like, Oh, where are you? And bang, she sticks a, a needle in the side. So, but you need stuff like that. Cause it, 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 when I, when I read it, I was like, Oh, he kind of got a little bit of, of D this could be interesting. He could potentially beat him. Maybe yeah. I had a feeling he would regardless. Cause you know, I just, he's not going to die. No. So and the faster ones, you know, like mm -hmm. yeah, you have this big guy that can move around, but the little scrawny ones, sometimes they move really fast and they can dodge all kinds of moves. Yeah, it's like when boxing, they say, you know, the guy's got, he's a bigger guy. He's got longer arms. You stay on the inside. Mike's got that small, wiry type of thing that he could catch D off guard because he's so small. He can go between his legs. He can duck beneath him. But if he gets caught once, if D got a hold of him, he would just crush him because yep. you find out, you know, when some of the other, uh, when, 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 you know, D carries, Beth and the and the giant, you know, the bear dog, or when you get later on in the story, and the, he's carrying Spindler on his back, and the two old people, he carries him up like, you know, like luggage. Yeah. He's he's a big fucking dude or mm. alien, whatever he is, yeah. you know. So, because the gene, uh, the 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 Pajarians, they're from dinosaurs. They're smaller, right? The Pajarians are smaller than the Genos. Yeah. And the the Devastator troops are a hybrid mix of the Genos and the uh, the Progerians that they're just kind of the 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 you know the the steroid type of aliens or whatever. So they weren't in this one, were they? At the end, they were. They come up a oh. little bit at the end, but not really as so bad. All the mutants, the mutants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. We got your back, Nate. You're looking good so far, buddy. Yeah, I reset my router, so it should All be right. And I did hear what you guys were talking about. I'm pretty sure he fought mainly the Devastator troops while uh, he invaded the ship. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit at the end when they're at the uh, when they're in the Walpole Center, and he's trying to get Spindler with him and Deagle on the suicide mission, but um, or so to speak, they think that they're not coming back. So, but. Um, no, yeah. I'm on the ship at the end. <sighs> the Jalipian. 
Yeah, I didn't get that far. I, I, I had a hell day I at work. I meant to re-listen to it, so I'm a bad host. But my <laughs> job is just kind of see, what do you guys think about this? Hmm, did that work? So. I, I finished at 8.30. So I'm like, <laughs> 7.30 to 8.30, I heard the last part. I was re-listening to the Indian Hill series like three months ago, four months ago. So it's still a little fresh in my head, luckily. Yeah. I tried to go back on Monday. Yeah, I try to listen on Monday, Tuesday, and then on and then on Wednesdays, I try to wrap everything up. But today just shit got, got away from me and I didn't get to the very, very end. So I'm like, we'll skip the end because it won't, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. But no, no, no spoiler. So I mean, spoiler, we know he ends up on the jolly. Up until the end. So exactly. But I, but I could understand, though, what you were saying, Nate, about like he wasn't planning on having a fourth book because the way he ended it could have been truly the ending. Yeah, he left it open ended. Yep. That's smart. Mm -hmm. He always does that. He did that with um the new with uh like in Fallout Six or Five or Demon Wars or whatever it was. He did that with the ending of Indian Hell. He does that with most of his books. He does it at the <laughs> end of fallout. every zombie fallout book. <laughs> Pretty much, you know. I, I remember when he released 16, we all thought it would be the end, and then there's five more the lost at journals. Yeah. That's the George Lucas in him. I'm just going to continue the story. But I'm not like you said, that's what that's what feeds the family. You know, zombie fallout. That's that's the bread and butter. That's what people like. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't blame him. So if I was making as much money as he was. I'd be I would continue it forever. Oh, same with all of his gold chains and his, you know, his his big his knit hats and his, <laughs> you know, his monogram. I'm sure that uh, that giant sweatshirt that he wears in every video is. You know, authentic, authentic. The Lamborghini he drives. To yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, all of his R two D two stuff. His 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 twenty acres estate up there in in Maine. I don't think I've ever met a more humble gentleman than Mark. <laughs> you know, he's so not pretentious about it. I still think he thinks that he. I don't think he realizes that he's famous. No, he doesn't. I don't think he thinks that, you know, with the thousands of followers that he has and all of the fans and all the people that no love his stories and love everything about him, he's just so down to earth with shit, you know? Yep. I mean, he probably yeah, shuts everything awkward. off and he's like, you know, it's kiss the ring kind of thing, but who knows? Nah. <laughs> so, but we find out in this story, uh, Beth finally finds makes her way to Indian Hill. She gets there. She doesn't realize how she gets there. She wakes up and she's there. Um, and you find out that D actually picked her up and brought her. And, and D was, I think at the end of two, he was left behind. He went to go try and uh, left the, the, the group to save them or, or distract them or whatever. But so we don't know if D was, out of this story or not he ends up coming back and carrying beth and you know the bear bear dog yeah. um to indian hill and she's there and you're kind of like okay mike is starting a relationship with tracy and the ex is showing up now how is this going to play in and i always yeah. wanted tracy to just punch beth square in the face i wish she would have i want to punch beth square in the she face she's not even a real person but everybody knows a beth you know it's just just the way life is so i always wondered who mark's beth was 
you know, didn't mark out the best in his life. I'm sorry, Nate. Didn't you ask him that on one of the podcasts? I, I did. And he just said, I think he said she wasn't anybody, but everybody knows a Beth, you know, at, at some point in their life or their friend knows a Beth or somebody knows somebody mm-hmm. like that. He grew up in Massachusetts and, you know, Boston or Walpole. There were plenty of girls like that. Trust me. They're out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. But Beth keeps trying. She can't take a hint she thinks because she's beautiful and she's gone through hell and she's done all this that she's going to get mike and i appreciate her uh i don't know if i don't think tenacity is the right word her resilience for wanting to get what she wants with mike to 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 pursue him and i think it's the whole if i weigh him down and make him think that he's going to but mike in so many words tells her Take a hike. It's not happening. We're done. I'm with somebody else. Tracy shows up how many times while Beth is in his room or trying to do something and just she doesn't. I think something's broken in her head from the trip across country or whatever, but she's just she's just not getting she was already it. broken because on the ship, I mean, she treated him like she's one of those women and there's so many of them that they want to be pursued. Mm-hmm. But it's, but they don't want the guy that wants them. They're addicted to the drama. Exactly. Yeah. The whole chase of the thing. And so as soon as he didn't want her, oh, oh, now I want him. Right. Yeah. No. Done. And it was the back and forth. They did that at least, was it two or three times while they were in college before the story even really gets going? Yep. So, Nate, we know you're young. Stay away from, stay away from women like that, okay? I got it. <laughs> but so um you find out in this Dennis is Dennis takes um Frank's death very personal. Really bad. Yeah. And I was I was kind of shocked when I found out that that Frank got killed. I was like, "Ooh. Well, that's different. That's uh that's kind of tragedy." And you see the it's the first time that Dennis talks to Mike about saving his life after the Cheech and Chong movie marathon from pulling him out of the burning car. And he's even said it, even if I don't remember it, thank you for saving my life and, and pulling me out of the car. Yep. Um, Cause I had actually forgotten about that when I got to that part of the story. I was like, Oh shit, that's right. I both didn't, Paul and, I just listened to the spirit clearings. <laughs> yeah. Like they both wouldn't be there in this story at all. If it wasn't, for Mike, you know, Mike saved both Paul and Dennis's life. And Dennis never wavers in his friendship with Mike. Like in Paul's hasn't yet, but it's kind of getting sort of to there. Do you think it's a jealousy thing on Paul? <sighs> Nate, you're shaking your head. Yes. You think so? Uh, it's a fair bit. He he loved the he loved the power of he was power drunk for a while. You know he loved the power of leading an army, especially with him being so young. And he had a whole army. Like he was the command commander of the world's army. He had a huge ship at the end. I mean, mm-hmm. he had everything. But people still liked Mike. He Mike was still the Earth champion. Mike was still you know thought of as the leader by a lot of other people, and he hated it. He thought Mike wanted Mike to be the leader, that, but he didn't. Right? 
Mike is not Mike's not wanting to be in the limelight or anything like that, right? Yeah. And it kind of, kind of reminds me of how the no in the later seasons of I mean later uh books of zombie fallout she always thought Mike wanted to like take over Edna Station and take over her but he never wanted it just like how Paul always thought he wanted the power but he didn't if that makes sense yeah Yeah, no it definitely does definitely does um but before I think it's yeah it's before we kind of we skipped a lot of it but Beth ends up meeting up with uh max out in the woods remember the, the little kids that she ends yep. up meeting up with and there was one point for just that time frame oh, yeah, yeah she was kind of nice you're like oh maybe yeah. she's gonna be the motherly figure with the with the young kids and things like that but um resilient the little bastards are you know I mean, my daughter's 11 she couldn't be left alone for five seconds never mind <laughs> you know be shooting uh, slingshots and guns and building tree houses and tractor trailers full of food and, and all kinds of shit. But I, I, I mean, you know, unless it's online, these kids don't know how to do anything nowadays, you know, unless there's a TikTok video about, you know, the end of the world and how to save it. I, I don't think it's going to handle that. And but, I think it was either at the end of three or in the beginning of four, they actually mentioned that they went back and got the kids and they took them back to Indian Hill. Oh, I don't remember that. Did they? I haven't gotten to four yet. I'm, I have to listen to the whole thing all over. Yeah, I gotta. I definitely gotta go back, back to that. So it, it might have been in the epilogue of three or like the beginning of four, but I feel like I remember that. Okay, but now that I have my husband hooked, we'll go through the whole series. <laughs> you have an excuse now. Oh, I tried but, to get my uh, ex girlfriend hooked, but she couldn't get into it. Yeah. Uh, so. One thing I picked up on, and I'm not sure if Mark did this intentionally, but um, Beth gives herself up to save uh, to save Johnny and Sammy, and she says um, she, she something happens, and she ends up getting in a car uh, with the kids, and it's a mint green 1970s Buick Skylark. Right now, I'm not sure if anybody, if you guys have seen my cousin Vinny. But that's the car that they're driving in My Cousin Vinny is a 1970s mint green Buick Skylark or the Pontiac Tempest because one had pause attraction. That's how she ended up getting the kids off. So I heard that the first time I was like, wait, that's a mic that, that I know. How do I know that in CMT is always playing My Cousin Vinny. And that was on last week. And I was like, holy shit, that's the car for My Cousin Vinny. When I heard it, I was like, I meant to ask Mark if that was intentional or is it just he was a fan of that car back in the day. But that was one of the most uh, popular vehicles, according to Marissa Tomei's Oscar winning performance is the 1970s Buick Skylark, which came in mint green. So I, I, I found that part. If you haven't seen My Cousin Vinny, Nate, you definitely need to because it's such a great movie. All the youth. <laughs> Is it an older movie? Uh, it's early 90s, late 80s. Oh, yeah. That's when, way before my time. Yeah, it's when Joe Pesci <laughs> uh, was like in his heyday right after the Lethal Weapon movies. Um, I've never seen Lethal Weapon movies. <gasps> you have to see those. So How old are you, Nate? <laughs> Jeff's face. I'm 18. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you have. Oh, my God. 
I got I socks older than you, Nate. I have son older than you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, but you got good taste in books, so that's that's a plus. Thanks. I've been. I, I think I said this the first time I was on here. I've been reading it since I was like fourteen or thirteen. That's right. You had the school report, and you let yeah. your your teacher let you guys do it. Do it. Some, on somehow, Ball. my friend convinced her. And really? I was yep. after. Yeah. That never would have happened for me. <laughs> I don't know how he did it, but he somehow convinced her to let us do a report on it, and hey, it, it got me hooked. Mm-hmm. Nice. So. All right. So I'm looking at my notes. Tracy's name is Yarborough in this one. She's Lieutenant Yarborough. And this one, I'm not sure if we already established that, but I just found that in my yeah, thing. I have these. The why? Yeah. So, but um, so I forget what we were talking about. We were kind of skipping all over the place, which is fine. Uh, cool. Beth and oh yeah, kids. Beth and the kids. So, and but what are the kids? Is it Johnny that dies? Sam. Sam. Sam dies, which is sad because you kind of wish it's Beth. Yeah. At that point, I actually liked her, so I wasn't wanting her to die at that point. Of mm-hmm. course, I, I've only listened to three, you know, in the last couple of days because I was cramming for this, but mm-hmm. not thinking back about the first and second. But um, but I think the the good part was when what's that guy's name again? Peg comes up to the Pegged. car thinking it's going to be Beth and it's not Beth. Right. Sam. Sam is a very smart kid. Yeah. So, um, but when they get to, Beth finally gets to Indian Hill. Dee's finally at Indian Hill. They don't know what to do with, you know, with Dee because it's, he's the alien. He's the outcast. He's the, the, the you know, he's the alien. He's the one that, they're all down on earth fighting against them and he's the defector, but they don't know they do, but they don't. So they don't get that they're slaves, right? Yeah. They, like Mike's told them, but it's where we're, we're Americans. If you know, it's, it's, or I think I'd be pissed off too. And I'd be a little weary that, yeah, you know, is he a plant? Is he, and I didn't understand that at first. I was like, is he playing them? Because he's, their champion he's smart he's strategic he's beaten all these other people is it is he going down to get information and then finally just you know take him out from the inside or is d really as good as he seems and ends up you know being the hero that he is that you find out but i i wondered that did it did either of you have that thought in your head that he would be like playing a double agent it's a no I honestly never thought it. No. Faith in D. I did. More faith in him than I did. Yeah, I didn't want to, but there's always that nagging feeling of, you know, they're an alien species. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, high, high intelligence and they're playing this game and this is how they infiltrate. Well, if he was a plant, the second he found it, indian hill they would have nuked it so that's that that was my thought was if he was true a plan they wouldn't have wasted time they would have just bombed it to ash yeah yeah with those what were those bubble bombs or something like that that they were using yeah i don't think they they said exactly what they were they're like the energy bombs that right time. and then they just wipe out a whole um yeah they wipe but that's what took out the, the eiffel tower 
So I found it humorous that they fit D in a sub. <laughs> so, uh, Carol, you being from New Hampshire, have you ever driven? It's right on the New Hampshire main border. The uh, yeah. the Albacore, that submarine yeah. that you can tour. I've actually been on that. Have you been in it? Times, Is it tiny? It looks tiny from the outside. I drive yeah. by it all the time from work. I'm like, I got to go back up there one of these days with my daughter. She would love it. It's because my son is like infatuated with military subs, ships, yep. all of that. But my husband was in the Marine Corps and he has been on multiple subs. And he's like, like legit yeah, in the water type it. of subs? Or? Oh, legit in the water. Oh, so I'd freak out. I don't know if I could do yeah. that. Not his favorite. No, definitely not his favorite. And where you sleep and there's like maybe three inches above your face and that's mm -hmm. it. My God, you can't even turn over. Yeah, that's how small it is. Yeah, I don't know how they they fit uh, Drabobon on a sub. Yeah. How tall is he? Like eight feet, nine feet? He's like yeah, seven, like eight feet is what they said. So whenever they put him on the submarine, I was like, how is He'd have to crouch really? the whole time. Yeah. But how does he sleep and all that other stuff? The special chair. Oh, wait. Or was that in Indian Hill? Was the special chair? Indian Hill, he had the special chair and like okay. three, four, three or four cots they put together for him. <laughs> for him I always have a one. really hard time like uh, visual, vi visualizing the, or any like Gino Jarian or Krog. Mm-hmm. So, but they break ground, um, they come out of the water and Mike finds out that Boston's just gone. And the only reason he knows it's Boston's because half of the gas tanks in Dorchester um, you know, they're wiped out. They don't say that that's what it is, but driving down 93, a thousand times, you know, in my lifetime, I know that those are the gas tanks that are right on the water that, you know, you know, that's what they are. And they're, yep. they're, they're gone. It's Boston's gone. And, you know, I've, I've, there have been some times I've been driving through Boston thinking, yeah, this whole place should be nuked right now. Cause I can't stand it. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was kind of sad. This story, I think this story out of all of them, kind of touched home with me because I'm I'm not from Boston but I you know I grew up in Waltham which is a suburb of Boston but I was you know I you grew up in Boston you're in Boston all the time you're going there you see everything that that is yep. going around driving the other day on Friday I was driving through Wal uh down route 1 through Norwood for work and I'm like I'm next to Walpole I have to go to Walpole I posted up on the 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 my Facebook page I went and took pictures of the high school uh, oh yeah yeah i saw that yeah i actually turned i messaged mark and i was like hey from the stop and shop where was indian hill and there's a low bridge my truck is um 11 feet six inches and there's a low bridge that you go under and it's the bridge from the from the book the bridge was 11 six it's the train bridge so i turned around for a second in a neighborhood and it turns out the neighborhood that they built indian hill on that's the neighborhood i turned around in so that's I was like, crazy. holy shit, I just turned that's around awesome. at that neighborhood. I'm like, the houses are kind of nice up here, though. And Mark was so bummed whenever he went back. He said, you know, he's like, they put in a neighborhood up there. I'm like, but they're nice houses. You should probably buy one. That would be ironic. <laughs> Wait, so Indian Hill used to be a real place? Yeah, it was like real woods. And um, that was something I was always went, curious about. That they would go and play it. I remember him saying it at the, uh, at the casino at the meet and greet because I asked him where it was. And he said it was just such a great area. You know, it was just all woods and they built forts up there and everything like that. And then it's all, it's all just empty land. So 
that's what they do here in Massachusetts. That there's a plot of land, you know, they'll tear down a tree and they'll put up five houses. Wow, that sucks. I have yeah. a woods right across my street. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of neighbors, I have a woods, and I would be so sad if they just made a suburb out of that. Especially if I, you know, I left twenty years later to come back, and it's a suburb. That's basically what happened with Mark That's is that it. they did that with Indian Hills. So um, I was already too far gone to go back. I was just going to shoot some video of the neighborhood, but you know, I got a picture of, I went to the high school, which looks like it's the original high school. Then when Mark actually went to Walpole high, it's really, really old. Uh, the library that Mike and Paul um, when it snuck in, not snuck into, but they were there when they went to rat spinless house to light his car on fire or vandalize his car that they they were in the library at the time. Uh, I got a picture of that. I got a picture of the stop and shop, went to the stop and shop, drove around the back. And you can see in the story, it's actually, it looks like if you were on the roof of the stop and shop, you can see Indian Hill in the background. You can see the train tracks. You can see the houses that are back there now, but you can see all the woods that they probably played in as kids where Mark got the inspiration for the story. So I was kind of like, I called it the the Indian Hill reality tour uh, when I posted the pictures of it. So, but, you know, I'm in a, a straight 10 wheel truck driving around these small little neighborhoods, leaning out my window with my phone, taking <laughs> pictures of stuff. It was kind of funny. People are like looking at me like, oh, I was about to say, doing? they probably think you're a creeper or something. Yeah. Especially at the high school. I'm trying to get a good picture of the high oh, school no. without stopping the truck, you know, in the middle of the road and getting out. So if you look at <laughs> it, it's kind of, you can see Relax, like, guys. I have a podcast. Okay. Just yeah. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to explain w- what I'm doing. It's not the greatest picture of the world, but it was something and it was fun. Yeah. That, that is cool. really cool. If I was in the area, that's, I would definitely do that. Yeah. But where the high school is, uh, when you, you read Indian Hill one, when they walk from the high school to the stop and shop, it's a six minute ride by car. So when they get kicked out in the first book, when they get kicked out of class and before they go to the principal's office, Paul brings Mike to the stop and shop and they go up on the roof and they start drinking the the the, the beers from the cooling system. I'm like, that's a fucking far walk to go. It's not like it's across the street. It's it's a it's a distance, but it's a fictitious book about aliens coming down. Just about to say that at the end of the day, it's fictitious. <laughs> well, it's like the same problem that I had with uh you know, in book one where I was talking about it, that they're coming from New York on the pike. I drive that route every Tuesday. You know, they cross into there and then they go up to the Kankamagas up in New Hampshire, just loop around to get into Massachusetts. I'm like, how do they do that from the pike west? No. In, you know, that's, no. that's, you that's, a, that's, that's a haul, you know. He just brings everything close together. That's yeah, all. exactly. Because um, Hannah was on and she's from Hudson, uh, New Hampshire, uh, to the Indian Hill one. I'm like, that doesn't make sense how how that yeah. works. But and I'm from where New Hampshire, so I'm even further up. Further up. So yeah, it's, it's originally uh, from Massachusetts. He's got to put one of these books in Ohio. I, I got to be able to relate to something. <laughs> Mark, your next story's got to be from in Ohio. Yeah, got to be in Cleveland. Cleveland. So well, the, who knows what's going to happen with the uh, the toxic waste that got dumped in the the train wreck? So people are going <laughs> to start developing superpowers or. You know, zombies. That's where the zombies come happen. from in this next book. Kinds of mutants. Are you close to there? Oh what? no, I'm nowhere near it. I'm not near that. I think I, I, I looked into it. I'm not in any like danger. So that's all I care about. 
I had never even heard of um, West Palestine or whatever. I thought they were talking about the Palestine in the Middle East. I was confused. No. Oh. <laughs> Why are all the signs in English? What's going on there? <laughs> no, Ohio is pretty big. I've been there a couple. I've been to the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a couple of times. Me too. Oh, I love Cleveland. that. I, uh, yep. Did you go to the Football Hall of Fame in Canton? Uh, no. No, we did that, and we did the uh, the Christmas Story House. Oh, yeah, I know that's in Cleveland. I've heard about it. But Which is awesome. It's right, It's pretty much within driving distance of the Hall of Fame. I've honestly never seen it. Really? It's so cool. It's really, really cool. They Whoever, the the guy that bought it, bought it with the kid that plays Randy, the younger brother in the movie. Yeah. They did I, um, it together. And you can actually we, stay in the house now for Christmas time. Oh, yeah. We uh, we watch, like, the local news for Cleveland. Like, it covers, you know, the whole Northeast Ohio. So they're always talking about it on the news. I've never been there, though. Yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's a cool trip. <laughs> worth going to the hall of fame's fun if you're into music um it's pretty much like a a, a, a large hard rock cafe with a lot of memorabilia oh yeah but it was fun but the uh the christmas story house was fun and they got a big gift shop across the street uh so we're probably gonna buy the leg lamp for the house this year and put it in the front window oh yeah that would be cool <laughs> but um so yeah so way off a topic uh but um um where was that they they find out that rat spindler uh the principal is a rat he's yeah basically um <laughs> dennis goes out they goes out on a recon mission and he sees spindler get caught with a bunch of other people and he goes into the camp and everybody else comes out or only everybody else. There's like 13 people went in, but only two people came out, a woman and rat spindler. And they wonder why. So Dennis goes and tells Paul and Mike, he knows about this place. He grew up in Walpole. He knows about the, the, the nuclear silo that this is where it's going on because you, you find out in the earlier part that the, um, like 800 and they lose over 800 troops. The, the, the Progerians lose a, a ton of people. The whole ground forces that's in Walpole get wiped out and they're pissed. They don't know why they can't figure out where they came from or what's going on. So when they catch Spindler, they're trying to find out information about who knows what, where are these troops coming from? Where are they hiding? Is what they want to find out. So they go on a mission to get Spindler, to get rat Spindler, to find to, to, did he tell him about it? Does he know what's going on? Did he rat them out? You know, is it's the name is perfect for him because he mm -hmm. is a rat and he's doing everything he can to save his ass. And Mike and D go on uh what what they think is a suicide mission because they think there's no way they got to go into the enemy camp. Uh the, the best part about it is and you find out that the Genos, they all look alike. Uh, it's the whole, you know, y'all white people look alike to me kind of thing. Uh, they go by scent. So D pours his piss in a bottle oh, all crazy. over Mike. That was horrible. <laughs> I can't believe you let that happen. Which I thought was fantastic. I'm like, how's he going to pull this off? You, know, like stuff. you ever read something and you're just like, why did Mark write this in? Like, this was so unnecessary, but it's so funny. Yeah. 
But that's the way the creative mind works, I guess. Sometimes, like, oh, I'm just gonna have him pour piss on him. But hey, it's, it's funny though. I don't. Mind. It's funny and torturous, which I which I absolutely <laughs> loved about it. <laughs> so I thought Mark was, just loves to torture Mike. That's it's himself. That's why it's that self-loathing, <laughs> self-deprecating Boston thing that he has in him. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they end up going um, and finding, but they. They 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 find out where he is. Mike gets captured. D it makes it like D looks like he's captured. They don't say it's Mike, but he captures somebody. They throw him in the shed with everybody else. Uh, with the the other prisoners, you end up finding a couple of other people that they end up um, you know, becoming a, a, a part of and that that join the group with them. And Mike finds Spindler. Spindler's cowering in the corner and he doesn't want anything to do with it. It's like, you broke my car. It's like the first thing that he remembers of Mike. And I'm sure it's when he was watching Mike on TV and all this. It's like he was probably rooting for the alien to kill Mike <laughs> in the fight, you know, because he he blew up his car. That's all he cared about was that fucking Cadillac, you know, from I guess it wasn't that long ago, ago, though, because Mike was only 18. Is He's 20 in the book. So it was three or four years ago. I didn't even think about that. I thought he was younger. Yeah, it, it, you think that it's 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 much different. But high school, you know, you're 18. You probably just graduated high school. You're about to graduate high school. Yeah, 2022. Yeah. So it was only a, a little while ago that he did it. So it's probably still fresh in his in, in his mind. I guess I, don't know. I, I haven't read the first book. Well, the beginning of the first book in a while, but I thought he did it when he was like 13 or 14. That's why I was like, no, they were in high school when they did it. Cause it's when he first met uh, him and Paul. So he met, he ended up going to Walpole high when he was 15 or 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get it. I get it. So Carol, do you know you're muted? Yes. Okay. My son came downstairs. So I didn't know how loud he was going to be. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So I'm looking at him like, is she trying to talk? Or she, she's muted. So. Oh, and I don't know. I'm sorry if you were just about to bring this up, but did you guys catch that the guy he meets that he that he helps um break out with? I can't I can't remember if it was Jack or Brian, but he's also in Zombie Fallout. Yeah, he he recycles a couple of the uh the characters. Yeah, no. the, the characters' names. I just wasn't sure if you guys caught that too. Yep, I did, I did, I did, I did. So, and um. Blank in the stockade with a spin of yeah. My notes, I didn't get very far. So in my notes, so it goes as far as that. I thought I was going to remember stuff, but my brains. I had a uh, a long week, so I didn't really get a chance to uh, to study up as much as I wish I could. So bad host, fire me. What are you going to do? You're fired. <laughs> but I like. I think as far as the Indian Hill books, but this is the last one because after this book when this book ends and they're back up on the ship it's uh from the ashes he does that you know previously on indian hill type of thing it's i forget it's how many years later three on it's three years and he goes back and, and tells the restory again so it was i love it when he does that kind of does a recap yeah i, I love it i don't know why but it's just it's, it sounds so cool. It helps. Uh, especially, it definitely helps. I feel like he does it really well in the Indian Hill books too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like that. I, I do like that. And then I listen. And I'm like, 
you're just wasting pages. You have X amount of pages that you can write. Why are you telling us we just, I just listened to it or I just read it. Why are you telling us about it again? But then when you you do it again, when you reread it for like the third or fourth time, you're like, all right, this this makes sense why he did this because he he planned on ending the story uh, at the end of Indian Hill 3. And then it's, okay, here's what happens three years later. And you wonder, did he write it three years, like legit three years later or is it, continued you know the next year that's the next book that he started writing right i wonder i don't i don't remember the dates he he could have it's probably in that uh but i i think i'm sorry to interrupt you i think in in hill three they did kind of allude that the agilipian had sent out a signal to aridinia for more ships to come and they knew it would take like a certain amount of time so i think they did say two or three years they would be coming back so they had to prepare for them Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I do remember that at the end that he said it would that take that long. See, that's why at the 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 story can't be over. He needs to. I know he doesn't want to write it, but everybody that I've had on this show so far has all said, "I would love to have a continuation of Indian Hill." Indian Hill Eight, let's go. You know, he he's got he's got ZF twenty, uh, Lycan seven or eight i was actually is. trying to find that when does the new lichen come out because i'm i'm really listening to, Demon, just to Demon World right now. is it may and zf is june or are they both june is it zf is may and then i don't know i think like and then i know one was may and one is june oh, okay i think i can't wait yeah i'm 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 totally pumped for that if he was to continue with indian hill what do you think it would be? I think it would be a little more context to distance. Like, you know, like closer to, well, how far, how far? Like more context from, with from what Indian happened Hill? with distance. I mean. Yeah. Well, how many years difference is, is distance from Indian Hill? It's like, I don't even remember. It's, it's a, it's a long time. Is it's it? It's like 70, 80 years. Okay, I thought it was like a hundred distance, a hundred something. I I don't remember. I know it's like something like a hundred years. I I don't know for sure though. Okay, hmm. so yeah, I'd love to see a, a a story in between to kind of bridge the gap between yes. with you know the the events of Indian Hill ending to the yeah. post dystopian universe of distance. Um, it actually made me appreciate like distance a little bit more when I found out. Oh shit. This is what happens after Indian Hill. I didn't read Distance until I found out that it was a continuation of Indian Hill. I, I had no I idea. Not, I have not listened to it yet. You haven't listened to Distance? Distance is so good. The first is. book is a little slow, but the second and third book are so good. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, like I said, I, I asked them, like, is this a kissing book? Because you think it's like, you know, a, a, a <laughs> Twilight <laughs> style. It's a, a yeah, you know, it's a like. It's it's a girl, it's a chick story. It's about two sisters, two girls that are, you know, growing up in this post-dystopian universe and they're just, you know, coming into their own, but you find out, I'm not going to spoil it for you, <laughs> but you find out that it's, oh, this is a continuation. This is what happens a hundred years or so okay. after Indian Hill ends. And it's pretty freaking cool, man. You yeah. have a lot of books to catch up on. Yes, you do. <laughs> so, but um, as we start to wrap things up, what's the what's your favorite part 
of book three? Like what, what, what drew you to it? I don't know if we touched a little bit about it at the beginning of it. Like, what do we like about it? But, um, like what was the, really the, the big draw where this book stood out to you guys that made you want to come on to this episode? I love the relationship between D and Mike. Mm-hmm. I love how D gets sarcasm and plays a lot. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful to watch their relationship build. Um, I also like how he and Tracy, you know, develop their relationship and how Beth is learning like, nope, she's not going to be part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see her jump back into her manipulative way. She's planning ahead Yep. to just get Paul wrapped around her little finger. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I like all of that. I like, I like how Mike is the champion for bringing people to fight for what they should fight for. Don't be a slave, you know, either die here now or be a slave for 40 years. Is it, what, which do you want? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Paul fell for Beth again, knowing everything that he knows about her or is it yeah he warned of, mike at one point yeah or is it just lack of women you know i don't think it's lack of women it's part of it i think is also because she was mike's for a little while and it's that whole jealousy thing too but he, he but paul dated beth kind of before I, mike so do you think he always had a thing for her and when yes. she discovered mike it was well Mike's getting all, but now Mike's getting all these accolades, all the glory and everything else. It's, you know, let's, let's, there is a little bit of jealousy with, with Paul. Definitely. It's an ego thing. I think as well, a huge amount of jealousy with Paul, (laughs) especially in the later books. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big time, big time. But we will find out about that in a, in a later episode. So uh, Nate, what did you what did you really like about what drew you to this story the most that uh, that you liked? Uh, my favorite part again was the last like couple hours of the book when they're up on the Julipian taking it back. That was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. I love and same with her. D and Mike's friendship is something I've all, I've always loved their back and forth. I I love it so much. Mm-hmm. They're so funny. I love D's deadpan. It's it's funny. It's yeah. almost like BT. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And right? I loved yeah. when in the later book he brings BT in. Um, I was never the biggest BT fan when I first started listening, but as I what? listened to him more and more, I love BT. Oh. Hey, I liked BT, but I didn't love him. But now that I've listened to the books more, I'm starting to love him even more. And and I really like him. He's gone. He's grown on me even more. Yeah, I think that there should be a BT uh, Drababan spin-off series like a a, a one-off type of thing where i don't know something happens i just want to see bt fight durgan that's my dream you know what we didn't even talk about durgan's twin brother oh my oh i forgot about that i forgot about that honor durgan dunner dunner yeah that's it why am i not remembering this refresh my memory please so so, um it's it it's at indian hill right yeah and um so when paul brought people together to go to indian hill from colorado there was no like um looking at their background seeing who they were there was it was just anybody's welcome yeah he didn't bet anybody right 
So uh, apparently when, when um, Mike had come back, he Sorbabon was there. I think something had just happened with Mike, wasn't he? Here, so I, 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 it's a little more fresh in my head. So <laughs> I, I can't remember when exactly this happened. All I know was D and Mike were there. Um, Mike is going to the bathroom when he gets jumped by two of Durgan's guys. Um, some guy he called, he said it looked like a CIA guy, and then some guy that looked like a Philly fan. They tried to jump him with a taser, but Mike and D kicked their ass. Then they find out that Dunner has a bomb that could take out like half of Indian Hill or a good portion of Indian Hill. Um, uh, it's, it has a code on it too. And he says to Mike, like, you have to beat me in a fight. And if you beat me into it in a fight, I'll give it to you. Uh, Mike beats him and they have to, but he never gave him the right code. He only gave him the first three yeah. or four. First three? Yeah, first, first three or four, five, two, six. And then um, Drabavon comes in and now Paul shot Dunner. Um, because at this point, Dunner was already beaten but yet he was not going to give the rest of the code. Yeah. And Paul was just like right between the eyes, done. And Babon's like picking stuff off of Dunner's body. Like he's like taking stuff off the body. And, um, but what he was doing was looking for clues mm -hmm. and he gave Mike his dog tags. And on the dog tags was the birth date. Oh, second 67. So there was the last number was seven. Now I, I am remembering this. Okay. That's crazy. I did, I had no idea what the password was. I just listened <laughs> that was, today. That was between 730 and 830 tonight. <laughs> so it's very oh, fresh. Yeah, I didn't get that oh, kick of myself. I wish I had listened back on this afternoon. I, I stopped at the, after the shed when they're down in the, the sewers or wherever and they're going back. And I just, I totally spaced on going back just work got away from me but i do remember that part the first time i listened to it so again horrible host i'm fired you're fired so. well i was your backup remember? thank you i appreciate it so <laughs> i forgot that durgan had a brother i know and you think this is the only book he has a brother in i hope so, I think so. <laughs> me too i always thought durgan and tim were brothers but they're not they're just kind of the similar like similar assholes so. I think Tim is more of an asshole than Dark Durgan, though. Oh, Tim is definitely a bigger asshole than Durgan, without a doubt. Kind of, yeah, a little more psychoish. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Durgan was evil, but he wasn't as psychotic as Tim. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody is psychotic as Tim. That's why we love Tim so much. If you haven't read Tim, you guys, you, you know, that's my favorite. I was so upset when I couldn't be on the Tim, uh, the Tim episode. The I Tim was, episode. Oh. <laughs> I love Tim. Tim is my like probably my top five favorite character is one of my top top five favorite characters. Top three, honestly. I'm hoping he brings Tim back for the new Lycan. He is. He said he was. Did he? Uh, okay. And the last one I was on, I remember he said Tim was coming back, and I was hyped. I need a better memory if I'm going to continue with this show. It's it's so friggin' <laughs> I'm, bad. I'm uh, re-listening to Demon to Demon Wars right now, and these Tim parts are cracking me up at work. I love them. That's awesome. That's great. So uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we uh, before we sign off? We've been doing this for about an hour. 
Yeah, so I think good. it's I think it's been eventful. I like I said, I apologize for uh, for for not knowing as much as I, I should tonight. It's been a long week. Uh, I haven't gotten much sleep, and just today at work got away from me when I w- I usually finish up with everything. So it's uh, you know I, I throw well, myself on the mercy of the court. Okay. We will forgive you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I will um <laughs> I will do better next time. I promise for uh, from the ashes, which will be next next week. So, but Nate, it was good to see you again, buddy. Carol, good to see you again as well. This is kind of like a greatest hits uh, episode <laughs> where you've both been on in the past. And I, I really appreciate you coming back on. And uh, it's definitely not going to be the last time. Uh, no. So it's funny. I was telling Mary today that if you look on like um, on the, the, the podcast app that I have, the, I do the Spotify for podcasting. Um, the app that does everything, it registers like the percentages of, you know, male listeners versus non-male list, female listeners, uh, non-binary, other type of thing. Um, it's just on Spotify, of course, it's because that's where they list it as. But we have more male listeners, like 64% male versus female. But I've had more females on the show than males. I wonder what the age is, like what the most popular age is to be watching. Between, it says between 35 uh, and 44 is the most popular age. Wow. Yeah, I think I'm the youngest fan I've met. But that's just on Spotify. Like it doesn't say that it's, I mean, I'm really, it's on Spotify Audible, um, which is the most popular app that people listen to it on is, uh, is Audible. This is on like, Audible? I didn't even know. Yeah, it's on Audible, Spotify, and the <laughs> video I put up on YouTube. So, yeah, hang on. I'm looking at it right now. Let's see. Where is it? Where is it? Nope, stop doing it there. Uh, da, 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 da. Nope, just an episode, seven days. Audience, here it is. I'm looking at it right now. So, yeah, we got like 89% are all in the U.S. and then the U.K., yeah, thirty-eight percent listen on Audible, twenty percent on Spotify, uh, and the rest of it's you know the other thirty-five percent it says other, so that's probably on um, YouTube or whatever. But thirty-five to forty-four is fifty-one percent, eighteen to twenty-two is one percent. So I think that's just you, Nate. <laughs> Nate's got his own category in the analytics. Uh, 45 to 59 is 31 percent, and two percent is 60 plus. But that's just on that just registers the. Where's uh, my fellow young people? On Spotify, that's just the the age differences on Spotify. But 72 percent male, 26 percent uh, female. I thought it'd be more, more on YouTube. Yeah, I think more. I think more people are. I think more people watch it on YouTube as well. But there's a way to put the video version on Spotify as well, because Spotify oh. now does videos. So I think I'm gonna I'm starting to get into more of the video side of it because more people like the video yep. than they do the audio, which I don't understand because it's just you're sitting and just watching us talk. It's it's not like yeah, but I don't you know a pie chart or graphs or pictures or anything like that. So, <laughs> but that's just the way everybody is. I'm more of an audio guy myself. Everything is from Audible uh, that I listen to, but. So be it, you know, give the people what they want. And if they want video, we'll, we'll do video. So, and I will say this, I do love people contacting me or sending a, putting a, a, a post on the Facebook page on the, in the group on the page itself that what they like about the show, but I want to hear what you don't like about 
the show? How do we make it better? Um, and if it's, you know, be a little more informed as a host and actually do your fucking homework, I will do that. So I'll put that on there if you want. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, <laughs> Like, I, I truly believe that, you know, we don't get better by everybody kissing your butt. I want to know what I'm doing wrong. Uh, what what can the show improve on? What can it be better with? So if anybody has any suggestions out there or any ideas, they're like, oh, I really like this, but I wish they did this. or I wish he had this on. Let me know. I would I, I would love to hear it. Hey, Jeff, I actually, yes. I remember I, I emailed you or commented on a post or something about getting Sean Burnett on here. Trying. Trying like hell. He responded or something. I've sent him several emails. Uh, I've gone to his web page. I know he's busy with stuff. And when I talked to Mark last, when he came on the, uh, I think it was the Tim episode, that he's sending the the new book off to Sean to, oh, yeah. to read. I said, if you talk to Sean or if you email him or something like that, tell him I'm trying to get a hold of him. Tell him to check his email because I'd love to have him on the show. I don't think he has any idea how much we love him. Like how much zombie follow fans love him or two full fans in general. He's they love his voice. He is. Yeah. He's, he's my favorite like. voice actor. Him and um, Michael Kramer are the best. Who's what's Michael Kramer do? What, what books? Uh, he did um, some Joe McKinney stuff and he did uh, the zombie theory books by Richard Stucci. Okay. Did a couple others, but he, he was really good. Well, yeah, I've been. I, I mean, if, if anybody out there knows how to get a hold of Sean Renette, uh, I've sent them several emails, you know, interview requests. Let them know who I am. You know, do you know who I am? Uh, just about this <laughs> show, like what it is. You know, come on, people. You, you're the most requested person to come on. So I'm hoping to get John O'Brien on when I start doing the uh, Shrouded World. Um, I'd love to get. Mark and and uh and John to talk about it and be like what hallucinogens edibles or what we that would be guys on when you wrote this goddamn series because I it's, know that's something I'm gonna have to listen to a, uh, at least two or two more times to really I've understand. listened to it twice and I still don't really understand it. <laughs> I'm just now starting to understand Trip's backstory though because they explained it a ton more in that book than I thought they did. Yeah, and I'm really starting to understand it more. Yeah, it's definitely a um an, an iffy thing. So I'd love to get a calendar, BT, and uh, Drababan side story. Like, just may put them all in the cul-de-sac together. Yes, uh, you know, it's, how do the how do their lives intersect? Calendar is such an underrated character too. I feel like he's so underrated. He's Big so time. I'm hoping he comes back in Lycan as well. Oh yeah, definitely. And Stonemar and o- Ogbar, Ogar, I can't remember their names. Like two gate demons. That oh yeah, 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 yeah. I love okay, them yeah. too. They were so sweet. I'm, I'm really listening yeah. to it again. And they were talking about how their, their friend. They didn't know what it was called. They, but they were calling family, family. Yeah. But they were saying like, I want you to be my family again. It was so, it was so sad. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about them. So, but only time. Only time will tell, and we will find out in a uh, in a month or two whether they bring them back and and, and what the deal is. So, but um, thank you it's guys very much. He, sorry, no, oh, good. I was just it's was crazy how goodbye. he can make such good characters that are in such little scenes. Mm-hmm. Like they only had a couple chapters with them too, but they're still two of my favorite characters. Nice. Everybody's got their, their their favorites. So I got the I don't remember them as well as you do, obviously. So I think on the next go around, it, I'll I'll pick up on it. I'll be like, oh, that's the guys that Nate was talking about. Demon Wars is one of my favorite books, like 
ever and i've i've listened to it probably five or six times way too many times i'm really listening to it right now <laughs> way too many times nice never so. too many all right kids thank you so much for being on i really yeah. appreciate it and uh yeah, you guys have a good night thank you you bye bye you have been listening to the chronicles of michael talbot the podcast copyright 2023 by chestnut hill studios our theme song zombie verse aliens was written brilliantly by burnt ends the chronicles of michael talbot the podcast is a production of chestnut hill studios and no part of this production can be reproduced reproducted rewind remixed remastered without the express written consent of chestnut hill studios and is punishable by FCC law and being called a big, fat, stupid doo-doo head. The show was written, produced, hosted, mastered, and edited by Jeff Royd's technical advisor, Mary Napoli. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It does help other people find the show. Thank you very much for listening in. As always, if you have not done so, download or buy the books of Mark Tufo. You will not regret it. Well, you might regret it. I don't want to make false promises. I can't. You know, I don't know everybody's taste or anything like that, but just go do it. Thank you.